You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less. Realistically, it's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert, and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. On today's episode, we are doing something that we have never done on Minimalish before. I am bringing you an interview of myself, which sounds really weird. It's not as weird as it sounds. I'm bringing you an interview that I did on another podcast, which I've done multiple times, but this one was recent. It went out about a month ago on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. Emily McDermott is the host of the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. Also, that feels like a tongue twister. So Emily, I don't know how you do it. Every time that you say your podcast name, I'm sure you have a lot of practice doing it. But I really love her show. She is doing amazing things over there. If you love Minimalish, I know you'll love her podcast as well. So one reason I wanted to do this was to introduce you to her show if you haven't listened to it already. But the other reason is because I just really love this conversation that I had with Emily. It gave me a chance to really share my story in a way that I feel like I haven't before. She just asked so many good questions. So not only do I talk about my story with minimalism on this episode, but we dial in on the topic of mess. And what do we do when minimalism doesn't eliminate the mess that our kids, especially our kids, make? Because it doesn't. It will never fully eliminate the mess. So how do we live this life with kids and not be constantly stressed out about getting things cleaned up all the time, having our homes look perfectly tidy? How do we embrace the mess? And that's what we talk about today. One of the questions that Emily asked me is, what have I learned about myself and my kids through minimalism? I just love that question. So that's just like one little snippet of what you'll hear today. But again, if you like this episode, you should go and check out Emily's podcast, Moms Overcoming Overwhelm. Without further ado, let's dive into this interview. Well, hi, Desiree. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So we connected over Instagram and then actually I was blessed to be a guest on your amazing podcast, Minimal-ish. And if anyone listening to my podcast hasn't already listened to your podcast, I don't know what they're doing. So they just need to go (laughs) over when we're done with this chat and listen. um, I've been so inspired by you and you're one of my podcast mentors, one of my minimalism mentors, if that's a thing. So I'm just really um, excited to chat with you. And I was hoping you could introduce yourself a little bit about you, your family, and just kind of how you spend your days, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, well, I was loved having you on the show um, and grateful that you enjoy my podcast as well. Um, yours is fantastic. And I'm so glad that you started one. So I am 
a mom to two girls. I have a five-year-old and an almost eight-month-old. And I just spend my days right now, um, you know, podcasting and being home with them. And it is wonderful. I absolutely love it. And um, before that, I, I just left my teaching job. So I also have a teaching background as well. Yes. And I think it's awesome and a real testament to how you've been able to focus you and your husband focus on what's most important for you and your family that you were able to make that shift to full-time podcasting and momming and all the things. So congratulations. That is a very exciting achievement, I guess. And just being able to say, okay, I want to be able to you know, spend the time at home and really like pour into my family, pour into this community that you've built with the podcast. So that's just really amazing. And speaking of just sort of your journey, I actually don't know much about your journey. And I know you know about mine because that's what we spoke about when I came on your podcast. But if you could bring us back to kind of what things were like and where you were when you realized that something needed to change as far as the overwhelm you were feeling or just realizing you're drowning in stuff. Everyone kind of that I've met at least reaches this kind of tipping point where they realize, okay, yes, I need to make a change. So can you bring us back to that time and what the catalyst was for you decluttering and simplifying? Yeah. So it was probably about five and a half years ago. No, four and a half years ago. Sorry. I was like, wait, that's before my daughter. Four and a half years ago, um, my daughter was, you know, a little younger than six months old, my oldest daughter. And we were living in Virginia. So I had my first child without um, much family around and much help. And I was brand new to motherhood, obviously, and feeling somewhat overwhelmed by it because I had just made the transition uh, to go back to work at the time. And I was only working part-time, but the days that I was home almost felt more overwhelming. Um, I wanted to be home with her. So there was that aspect of it, but I didn't really know what it was. I just, you know, I think there's part of that that's normal, that feeling overwhelmed when you're a brand new mom um, or, you know, (laughs) whenever, five years into motherhood, there is a, a part of motherhood that can be overwhelming for many of us. But I was sitting at my house, uh, probably with messes all around me. (laughs) And I was waiting for my husband to get home. It was in a busy season. So I was just trying to pass the time and I put on the minimalism documentary. I enjoy documentaries and I just saw it on Netflix. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, So I put it on and I was captured by it right away. I paused it waited till my husband got home and played the rest of it. And it's funny because he kind of naturally tends to being a tidier person in general. And I was the opposite of everything in that documentary. (laughs) And so I realized for sure that I needed to make some kind of change. It appealed to me right away. And he just was all for it because a lot of times there's those opposites in a marriage (laughs) and he had spent the first four years of our marriage adjusting to me and my messes and just kind of my chaotic way of being. So just seeing that, I knew that, you know, there was a different way to do things. And it wasn't about the fact that I just like wasn't good at organizing or I was didn't love cleaning. It was more so, well, if I have less stuff, then it's going to make a huge difference. And so we decluttered right away within about 10 days because we were 
about to be on our spring break for school. And so we were both off for like two weekends and a whole week. And we decluttered as much as we could. And then we decided to move shortly after. Um, And we kind of made this decision to take a leap and move back to where my family was, which is Pittsburgh. Um, And we made that decision, I think, partially because of minimalism, because it wasn't just about letting go of stuff, but we were also starting to question, like, what are our values? What do we really want? We, We can scale down our budget too, so that we can make this leap and kind of trust that it's going to work out. And, you know, I can stay home. So I stayed home for a little bit at that point too. So minimalism just really made us question everything and change our lives in such a big way. And I would say that it's been such a journey for me because I am really fighting against a lot of things um, that I like naturally am. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm adopting minimalism and it's a fight all the time. But what was a fight for me was just seeing like the image of what minimalism is online. And a lot of times what you'll see is just these perfectly tidy homes. And no matter how much less stuff I have, that is not me (laughs) because I still am, you know, I've developed such better habits that over the years, because minimalism can come along with routines and all kinds of other good things, but I still am a messy person. So that has been kind of the biggest part of my journey is just, you know, slowly letting go of more things. Um, When we moved, we let go of a lot more things and then we moved again and let go of a lot more things. So it's, it's been quite the journey of just like always paring down, um, always kind of reevaluating how much do we need? And also just deciding what does minimalism look like for us? Because at first I thought it had to look a certain way. Um, and I realized that that it was not going to be that way for me. Yeah. There's so much in your story that I resonate with. Uh, I think first of all, what a blessing that your husband was kind of on board from the beginning. I know that you speak to a lot of, um, people, a lot of women that that's like one of the first questions you always get, right? How do I get my how do I get my spouse on board? And it's great to kind of be realizing, okay, this is a way that we can live out our shared values and kind of being able to just sort of jump into it. And also with your moves, that's always a good motivator, right? To get rid of stuff because you don't want to have to move everything place to place if you don't, you know, think it's important, but also, and I know this is kind of the, um, one of the bases of your concept of minimalish that you talk about in your podcast, that it doesn't have to be this perfectly, you know, curated thing. I always joke when someone's like, well, I'm not really a minimalist. I mean, I guess I'm kind of, I don't know if I could call myself one. And I say, well, you didn't get the membership card in the mail. Cause I got one. <laughs> Because it's just like, as a joke, just like, no, you're not like arriving at this certain place if you have like the Pinterest perfect home, but it's just more, you know, what's getting in the way of the life that you want to live and how to, how do you remove that? So you can actually, you know, enjoy regardless of the season of life that you're in, or in our case, season of motherhood, um, you want to be able to enjoy it as much as you can, knowing that you can't control every circumstance and babies aren't going to sleep and there's going to be all of these issues, but at least, um, you're able to make these decisions like, yeah, I want to live closer to family. Um, I want to be able to, you know, maybe work at home, those types of things. And it really 
um, gives you that, that freedom. And I didn't prep you for this question. So if you're like, I don't know, that's fine. (laughs) But I'm curious over your journey, like something that you've learned about yourself and maybe it is just like kind of fighting against that tendency that you were saying that kind of, you can be uh, messy naturally, but you're able to adopt new habits. And also what have you learned about your kids uh, over the past, you know, four and a half years uh, as you've been adopting this new lifestyle? One thing I've learned about myself is that I need to work with myself. So I kind of talked about how I can be often find myself fighting against myself with things like decluttering or trying to make these routines. But I, I mean, I think we all do. We, we have to learn about ourselves and know ourselves so that we can find things to, that are actually going to work for us. And that doesn't mean we can't aim to grow and change, but we can help ourselves along that journey by doing things that are going to actually help us get there instead of trying to adopt these practices that are totally against like who we are and maybe our abilities. So I've learned that a lot in just different ways that I have tried to adopt routines and tried to, especially like cleaning routines and things like that. I've learned that obviously I need to have less stuff in certain areas of my life, like my closet. If I have more than like a handful of items in my closet. This doesn't mean I only have a handful of clothes, but those are just like the things that I'm rotating at the time. It's just going to be a mess in there. It just doesn't like, I do not spend my time hanging up all of my clothes if I have a lot of them uh, and I'm not going to. So it's just little things like that, that I've just decided to accept and work with myself. So that's one thing. I also, I just wrote this down this morning. I was reflecting on Uh, the previous year that I've also learned that I am not really good at just like going along with something that doesn't fit in with my values. Like I was, after I had my second daughter, I was still teaching and I just thought I was going to make that work. But I really value being home with my kids when they're little. And I did the first time around stay home with her for a, a little over three and a half years. And I just, I value that so much and it was really hard for me to work against that. So even though we have to make these lifestyle shifts because of it, um, it's worth it. So that's just something, I don't know if I would have learned that without minimalism because with minimalism, we realize like, okay, we can downsize. We don't need to have fancy things. Um, We can shift our lifestyle and still be happy because that's not where happiness comes from. With my oldest daughter, she, I guess, you know, something I have learned and seen with her is that anytime we declutter her room and it is tidy, she will play so much better in there. She she will make a huge mess in the process, even with less stuff, but she loves the peace of that space. And I see the same thing. Like when we wake up first thing in the morning, the house is most of the time somewhat tidy because we just tidy it up in the evenings and she gets stuff out right away and plays with her crafts and um, plays with whatever, you know, toys she decides to play with that day. So I've seen that. And I think that's probably true for most kids. Uh, It's probably not unique to her. And that just encourages me that we can continue to keep 
a lower amount of toys in our house because it's going to be beneficial um, for our kids. I want to thank Native for sponsoring today's episode. It is the time of year when we are ready to get out into the sunshine, but it can also be a time of year for easy sunburn because we are just getting used to being out in the sun more. I'm always really worried about protecting my skin on those first few days that I'm in the sun, but really all summer long, Native sunscreen is a great way to do that, to protect my skin and to also get to still soak up the sun with a little less worries. Natives quickly absorbing ultra sheer, hydrating, and lightweight sunscreen formula offers broad spectrum SPF 30 protection from UVA and UVB rays. All native sunscreen is made with a 20% active zinc oxide formula that is dermatologically tested and suitable for sensitive skin. Native sunscreen is also made with oils derived from plants that seal in skin moisture and is vegan and cruelty-free. Choose from one of native's three delicious but subtle scents like coconut and pineapple, rosé, or sweet peach and nectar for your face and body, or try Native's unscented option. My favorite scent is the coconut and pineapple because it kind of transports me to feeling like I'm on vacation. I use it every time that I need to get outside for a longer period of time. With all Native sunscreen, you get protection from the sun that is free of chemical actives, which makes Native sunscreen compliant with the Hawaii Act 104, which was passed in an effort to protect Hawaii's reefs. Give your skin the protection it deserves with Native's mineral sunscreens. Go to nativedo.com minimalish or use promo code minimalish at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com minimalish or use promo code minimalish at checkout. NativeDO.com slash minimalish or use promo code minimalish. Yeah, I have experienced the same. I am, I guess, what's called a highly sensitive person. I'm very sensitive to my environment. And I think before minimalism, if you would have told me, hey, when you become a mom, you're going to have you know, a basement where all the toys are going to be out and you're stepping on everything, I would have said, oh my gosh, I can't handle that. But since we have less, I can look at all of that and I can eyeball it and know, okay, well, that's going to be a five minute cleanup or that's going to be a 10 minute cleanup. And I don't worry about it as much. And that has been a real blessing, not only for me, but then also for the kids, because I don't know about um, your oldest daughter, but when my boys, I tell them it's time to clean up all of a sudden their bodies become wet noodles and they can't use their limbs anymore. Yes. (laughs) And they're like, mommy, we need you to help. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And no amount of like trying to make it fun and clean up songs and everything have really, you know, done much for us. But knowing I look at it and I go, okay, this is a five minute job. It's okay. And I wanted to kind of move into this concept that you had talked about in one of your episodes. It really resonated and stuck with me is this concept of wanting kids to be able to show their creativity and really express themselves through play, through crafts and those types of things. But this tension of that, we want to have this tidy home, not a perfect home, (laughs) not a pristine home, but a tidy home and sort of our level of cleanliness, you know, whatever that is for us. And it's hard to kind of temporarily at least let go of that and let them just sort of make the mess of the whatever, you know, 
glitter and <laughs> I'm trying to think of the hardest things to clean up. Like oh, yeah. for us, it's like kin kinetic sand. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a tablecloth down and then you have to keep it on the table, please. And meanwhile, sand is everywhere. And um, I just would love to hear about how you personally have experienced that tension and then what you've done about it in your own life um, that might help a mom out there that gets very overwhelmed by the messes. So I can relate to this struggle so much. I only have one child making the messes right now, but she makes, she can make so many messes. It's like, it's very impressive. <laughs> she can mess up our entire house in a day at home. <laughs> and part of that, I question like, okay, could we pare down more? Yes, we could. And I had this moment where I actually was getting rid of some of her preschool things. And the next day she asked me, she didn't ask for anything specific that I threw away, just like papers, you know. Um, but she asked if she could start taping her like preschool papers to her door. And <laughs> I was just thinking like, you know, of course we can't keep every single paper they bring home. But some of these things that I think are a mess, like the like craft that she cut out that I don't even know what it is. She sees them as important to her and they're not going to be important to her for like forever and probably not even for a month, but in the moment they're important to her. And so I just, you know, I, I started to get this shift my mindset around what minimalism needs to look like in my house in this season. And I have learned that mess does affect me for sure and affect my productivity, but I've lived that way all of my life. So part of that is I can tolerate it. And I, I think I can tolerate it less and less uh, as I get older, but I've had to kind of tell myself like, we're going to have to tolerate it a little bit in this season and just let go a little bit. So with that said, my at the end of the day, my house, if she's home all day, um, other days she goes to preschool, but if she is home all day and we are home all day, my house will have a total mess on our table uh, because that's where she does her crafts and she'll come back to it, back and forth to it. Um, and usually there's something in the living room of some sort baby friendly, typically, <laughs> so that she can crawl on the ground um, on the living room floor. And sometimes during my baby's nap time, I'll work a little bit and she just comes in the room with me. So in my bedroom, which is where my office is right now, she makes a whole neighborhood of stuffed animals. So by the end of the day, there's like a little bit of mess sprinkled almost in every room. And before that used to bother me a lot. And sometimes it still does. And I'm just like, how, how is this even possible? Even you know, if we are decluttering and having less stuff, there can still be mess everywhere. But the things that have helped me is one, I have to realize that this is just a season and I will literally repeat that to myself. Like this is a short season. Um, two, I have kind of an easy cleanup for every area and it is not organized. Like I reorganize it every once in a while, but it cannot be organized or else she can't keep up with it. And I definitely can't even keep up with it either. Um, so our craft closet, like there is an organizational system, but by the end of a month or however often I get to reorganizing it, it will look a total mess, but it's, it's a way it's behind a door in the closet. So at the end of the, we kind of have these little bins and at the end of the day or earlier in the day, if we get a chance to, we'll just put all the craft stuff in this bin even if it doesn't match and we just shove that in there and then she just takes the same bin out and, you know, 
periodically we will reorganize it. Uh, same with, you know, most of her toys are just kind of, we categorize them to a certain amount, but they're just in bins so that she can help put them away. She does the same thing though, and says that she, it's impossible for her to do it. <laughs> and I just try to come alongside her and show her that like, all we have to do is just throw it in this bin. It's not, it's not that hard. And, and sometimes she, you know, remembers that, but I think that's the biggest thing that has been helpful to me is just being able to have it behind a closed door or at least in a bin. You know, sometimes at the end of the day, there's Barbies in a bin in our hallway to go back to her room and they don't get back to her room. So it's it's not a huge deal um, to me of that. It's just the fact that it's off the floor and it's put away. So that's the main thing that I've done that's been able to help me is just have a very loose system to clean this stuff up. Another mindset shift that I've had to have is, and I'm still kind of in the process of this one, is I always want her to clean up what she's doing before we go to the next thing. And I'm sure that that is, you know, advice someone's given as a good practice. And it's a good practice in our lives that we would clean up something before we go on to the next thing. But it never goes well when I'm trying to force her to clean up something before she goes on to play with the next thing. And I just think like if someone was trying to do that to me when I was eating lunch and then like hurrying up to get to work, I'd be annoyed. Like, I don't have time for this. And that's probably what she's thinking in her head. Like she's so excited to play with the next thing that I'm just kind of hindering her creativity by asking her to clean up this mess. So I try to tell myself like, it's going to be okay by the end of the day, you know, either she's going to help me or if we don't get to that, like it is going to be on me and my husband, but it's quick. It's always quicker than we think it is. Yeah. I love that. I, um, for me, it is remembering, like you said, that it's only a season. And for me now, my youngest is going to be in kindergarten in the fall. And that's going to be huge as far as the amount of time, not only that I get to focus on my pursuits, which is nice, but on the flip side, the amount of time that they're home and playing, you know, yeah. and I'm the type of person that when they're like, mommy, can we make a fort? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I like cringe. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I just think about like all the pillows everywhere and the blankets and like all of the stuff. And that's so great to just kind of remember, okay, this is just a season. We just realized with my son, my oldest, he's six and a half. And my husband the other day goes, he's halfway to being a teenager. And I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't deal with it. And so really having that perspective and just knowing that super hyper organization is not always feasible. That kind of goes back to that perfection mentality that I've really tried to not listen to the, the voice in my head that's going, you know, for the craft stuff. Well, all of the, um, the craft sticks have to go in this bag and all of the googly eyes have to go in this bag. <laughs> It's like, no, just get it in the generally the right place and put it in the cabinet and be done with it because they have more important things they want to do. We have more important things we want to do. And again, you're not going to have the minimalism decluttering police knocking on your door and being like, ma'am, I think that your craft supplies are not organized. Yeah, yeah. it's so true. I mean, I feel, I find that she enjoys her like messy craft bin. She always finds something like she finds some kind of treasure to make something with. And, you know, I think to that tension of feeling like frustrated in the middle of the mess, like it might not go away. It, it doesn't for me. It's just realizing like, okay, I, I can tolerate this and it's okay. And reminding myself of that when I'm starting to feel like stressed out and anxious because it, it does make me feel that way, especially 
forts when there's forts everywhere but it's just like okay well right now nobody's coming to my house like I'm not trying to entertain and make a cozy environment for anyone else but us here and to her that fort is the cozy fun she wants to have right now so it's just like it's it is fighting that tension daily sometimes but I think as you continue to do it it gets easier and you just you know let go relax a little more as as you as it goes yeah I think also when you have decluttered and kind of simplified things also with your schedule like when you have margin in your day and you have that physical margin in your home then you're not so fixated and stressed about all of that and that allows you to have the conversation with yourself like okay it's okay it's just a season and you're not so already how at least I get so wound up that you're just like not wanting to hear it like no it is a big deal and I don't want these messes all over my house like I don't want to be that mom with that energy um around my family and so it is just remembering like I, you know, we don't entertain very often at all. So it's like, well, who, who is coming over? Probably another mom who totally understands that things are messy. They don't care, you know? And so it's just kind of gives you more of that freedom to enjoy your kids at this age and stage rather than being focused so much on, you know, the perfection side of it, which can always cause problems. Um, Well, I want to wrap up and ask, I guess, first of all, where everyone can connect with you if they're living under a rock (laughs) and they don't know where you are. Um, If you could share that and just anything else that you have going on or want to share with the listeners. Sure. So I am on Instagram at Desiree.Endry is my first name and last name. And then um, you can find me at DesireeAndries.com is my website where kind of everything lives. But the podcast is minimal-ish on any platform that you listen to podcasts. Uh, So yeah, come find me there. Um, Right now, just like thinking of things going on in my world and minimal-ish, I'm like releasing a second version of a journal that I put out a long time ago that's just kind of like a morning journal uh, that helps you set up your days intentionally because I that's what I talk a lot about too is just like how minimalism applies applies to our mindset and our days uh, rather just than our stuff. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes and very excited for your, the next version two, I guess, of the uh, simple morning list to come out. It is simple morning list, right? Yeah. I, yeah, right? I didn't okay. even say the name of it. Okay. I want <laughs> to make it. sure I had it right. Um, so I'll link to all of that. And otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. And you've been such an inspiration to me. This has really been a treat. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, again, go find Emily's podcast. It is Moms Overcoming Overwhelm. You can search that wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're loving this episode and any other episodes of Minimalish, I would be so grateful if you would give it a positive rating or review. That just is kind of the currency of podcasts. It helps podcasts be seen by more eyes, listened to by more ears, and I am always grateful to invite more into this community. And if you like this episode and you want to share it with a friend or share it on social media somewhere, I'm always grateful for you when you do that. So thank you. And I'm just grateful for you for being here, as I say every week, and as I mean it from the bottom of my heart every week. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening in. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.